Hey, in the Bible, I think it was Joseph said something like this. He said, what the enemy meant for evil, God uses for good. Come on. <laughs> what the enemy meant for evil, God uses for good. Yes. But you know, the other side is true also. What God uses for good, the devil will try to pervert for evil. True. He will try. Mm, mm. And you know, at the moment, one of the things I'm, I think that the devil's trying to pervert for evil is the church. Yeah. It's us. He's trying at everything. He's try- I know he's trying. He's having a crack at everything at the mm, moment. Mm. But it's us. And I think we need to be on our guard. Yeah. I think we need to remember that we are in a war. Mm-hmm. You, mm. you might not think mm. you're in a war right at this moment, but right at this moment, you are in a war. Mm. The thief, <laughs> he, he roams around waiting to pounce. Mm. The devil mm. will take any opening you give him to destroy your life. Mm. That's how he plays. He doesn't mm. play fear. He doesn't play nice. Oh, that's not fear. We've been in this pandemic thing for like 20 months. We're all tired. He wouldn't do it now, would he? Of course he would. It's the very time he would strike. That's right. Because we might put our guard down. Mm. Mm. Forget to dress properly. Spiritual. Mm. Yeah. Spiritual. So, and Peter, that it, uh, it says that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. Yeah, that's right. Just mm. waiting to pounce. Mm. And we forget that in our, in our world. We forget that we're in a battle. Mm. And the battle, do you know where the battle rages? You know where the enemy attacks? He attacks your mind. That, he goes straight for your mind. He's going to do everything he can to offend you. He's going to do everything he can to get your eyes off Jesus and your eyes off the prize. And he will do that primarily through stinking thinking. Mm. Yeah. He will. He'll plant some little seed or some little offense in your mind. Wow, we're way off track already. We haven't even started. (laughs) He'll plant something in your mind and it'll just go round and round and it'll Mm. wear a track Mm. and it'll become your new default setting if you're not careful and it'll be a lie of the devil. Mm. And we've got to guard ourselves against that. Mm, and do you know mm. how we guard ourselves against that? How? With the truth of Jesus. The truth of God. Come That's on. why it's so important. I'll tell you what, as a pastor, and having been a pastor for a long time now, for probably longer than many of you have been alive. Whoa. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Boy, that's a bit of a shocker, isn't it? Anyway, um, One of the things I'm finding really sad at the moment is things I'm hearing people say and things I'm seeing people write that are out of context and do not reflect the nature of God. And I go, what have we been doing for the last 30 years? Just banging our head against a wall? How how deep is people's faith? Because you know when the pressure comes on, the real you comes out, eh? Whoa. When the pressure... I I was driving down the paddock yesterday. Was it the day before? on the quad bike, and I had a big bump, and all the straps holding the toolboxes on the back broke. Tools all over the paddock. Hate that. Yes, Tim, hate that. So hard to pick up those little bits out of the grass, eh? What about the cow poo? And cow poo. (laughs) (laughs) And, And as calm as I wanted to be, I just wasn't. I just had a little moment. And I thought to myself afterwards, as proud as I wasn't of my little moment, I thought, you know... That is all frustration that is living in me at the moment. And the pressure's come on, and I didn't react the way I wanted to, darn it. Lucky I was by myself. (laughs) I did not witness. Uh, I didn't throw anything. 
but I may have called some tools different names. Oh. Like you stupid screwdriver. <laughs> but when the pressure's on the real, you know, what's going on comes out. Mm, true. It does. True. It's so we need to have truth in. So we've got to have truth mm. in us. It's important at the moment that we're filling ourselves with truth. So that as the pressure comes on, it's truth mm. that bubbles out. Mm. And, mm. and you won't get it right all the time. That's all right. No one does. Neither do I. But, man, I want the majority of what comes out to be mm. truth. Yeah. When, when the, the pressure comes on, I want it to push me into the truth of God, not yeah. flip me out. Mm. Mm. When that lie is planted in my mind and goes round and round, I want to have my wits about me so I can go, I know the word of God doesn't say that. That's a lie of the devil, the blighter. Mm. Yeah. He's trying yeah. to flip me out. I know mm. that the truth of God says this. Mm. And so tonight we want to talk about three bits of truth. Yeah, just before you go there. Yeah, please. And I was just telling somebody before about the Holy, Bo- Holy Bible U version app. Yes. If you don't have it, I totally recommend you to get it. Uh, you can get that on your phone, Holy Bible U version app, and it will even read the Bible, speak the Bible to you. And that is something that I have been using because sometimes I don't feel that great. Sometimes um, I start to spiral. Sometimes I start to wallow. Sometimes my thoughts can go pretty ugly. What she's trying to say is sometimes she's grumpy. It's not just me. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't be grumpy. (laughs) But honestly, honestly, it's in those moments that I go, help, I need to do something here. And I will push play on the Bible. I will simply push play. I don't need to sit down and read it. I will push play. And it just simply reads it to me. And it will start to lift me. It will start, I'll go, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's hit that. Whoa. Whoa. Oh my goodness. Is that who I am? Wow. And it'll just start to sink in. And I'll just, next thing, I'll find myself lifted. But I totally encourage you. It's great. Get into the Word of God. Great. It's a brilliant tool, isn't it? And it's free. It's wonderful. Yes. Free. Totally yeah. free. Brilliant. Sharper than a two-edged sword. Wow. It is. Yep. Yeah. So tonight we want to talk about three things. We want to talk about presence. We want to talk about nature, that it's unchanging. In fact, it's the, the name, if there's a name for the message, it's unchanging. And we want to talk about in, not of. Three things that are slightly disconnected but all really related mm. and three really important bits of truth mm. that you need to get hold of. Because yeah. they're going to help you when the pressure's on, okay? Mm. They're going mm. to help me. When I say you, I mean me. Mm-hmm. Great. Jen, do you want to read, or would you like me to read the scripture to start? Okay, no, I've John got it. 14. I've got it, yeah, I've got it, got it, got it. John yeah. chapter 14, if you've got a Bible. John chapter 14, from verse 15. Okay. John 14, 15. If you love me, this is Jesus speaking, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. 
Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Mm. Powerful scripture, eh? Mm. I love verse 18. The Holy Spirit will never abandon us. Mm, mm. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in me. Mm. He rests on me. Mm. He rests on you. He will never abandon us. When Jesus went, he said, I've got to go so that the Holy Spirit can come. Mm. I've been with you, but he will live in you. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. You think mm. about that for a minute. That's the fullness of God living in you. It's not like a third of God. It's the fullness of God. Yeah, awesome. The Trinity does our head in a bit because they're all the fullness of God. They're just different. They express differently. But the fullness of God is living in you, is living mm. in me. The fullness of God is resting on you mm. and on me. That's an amazing thought. The creator of the universe is living in me. Mm. When I'm in a tight spot, he doesn't jump out. Despite what some people say, say if you're speeding... <clears throat> he doesn't jump out. Not until after 200. What? <laughs> then he jumps out because you're crazy. <laughs> Tipping no, your tools really. all over the paddock. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He doesn't jump out. He doesn't. He's with you all of the time. Mm. That's an amazing thought if you think that through for a minute. The fullness of God residing in you. Mm. We don't think about things like that very often, but that is the truth. Mm. His fullness resides in you. Mm. Man, if I'd got that properly when I was 16, yeah. life might have looked slightly different. The fullness of God living in me. It would work both as propelling me into the future, but also as a restraint from being stupid. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm stupid, he's still in me. It's an amazing thought, isn't it? Yeah. It's incredible. Mm. Actually, yeah. there is one proviso. You need to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm. Because he comes in when you give your life yeah. to him. If you've given your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is resident in you. Mm. There's baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. That's something else. We're not going to talk about that right now. But, but when you give your life to Jesus, often people say when you give your heart to Jesus, but I pray it's your whole life, not just your heart. Your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells in you. In mm. fact, it is, he is, the Holy Spirit is a mark in your life or a, a deposit in your life of the future promise to come. Which is pretty special. Yeah, That's awesome. an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And he lives in you. Wonderful. I wonder how many of us here tonight have actually never invited Jesus into our world. That would make what I'm saying foreign to you. And that's all right. But when you invite Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit takes residence. I wonder how many of us need to do that tonight. Now, Jesus went to the cross. He died on the cross. He did all of that so that we could be saved. I've not used the word saved for years because I thought it's really quite Christian easy. You know, you say save and people go, what? But I've decided I need to use it more because it is so full of power. The word saved. You know, I am saved. What am I saved from? I'm saved from myself for a start. I'm saved from the plans of the devil in my life. I'm saved for the purposes of God and I'm saved for all eternity with him. It's an amazing thing. It's an incredible thing. And I am saved when I invite Jesus into my life. You are saved. In other words, you will come into relationship with Jesus when you invite him into your world. Think about that for a little bit. There'll be an opportunity to do that before we finish. And maybe tonight's your night. Do you want to read on from verses 26, 27? I would. 
But when the Father sends the, the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift. Isn't that great? Yes. Peace of mind and heart. Wow. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. It's amazing, isn't it? If you're struggling with peace of mind and heart, maybe the answer is to push into God. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's to allow and invite the Holy Spirit to work in you mm. and work on you. Mm. Because it's the gift. This is Jesus. You know, I'm yeah. leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind, peace of heart. Wow. The world out there, mm. they'll give anything for peace of mind, peace of heart, most yeah. people. Because if you haven't got it, you're desperate for it. It's such a wonderful gift. In fact, why don't we stand up just for a minute? Stand up where you are. Let's take a moment and simply invite. When I say invite the Holy Spirit into this space, he's already here. Wonderful. What, what we're actually doing is we are becoming aware of his presence. He's already here. We say invite the Holy Spirit. He's here. So I invite you to become aware that he's here right now. Just become aware that he is in the room power of God is in this room mm. and I really believe tonight he's inviting us to shake off the pressure the questions the assault of what we're hearing every day of what's going on and allow him to replace it with peace of mind and peace of heart mm. and tonight for a moment why don't you just literally shake your shoulders and shake that stuff off you just shake it off it's not yours to carry. No. You don't need to bring that in here tonight. You don't need to bring it anywhere. Just shake it off. Mm. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would rest on every person in this place. Oh, that you would release peace yeah. of mind and peace of heart. Yes. And Lord, tonight we take hold of that as a gift from heaven. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you've got this. Thank you that you've got me. Thank you that you've got us. Holy Spirit, for those asking right now and questioning right now, I ask that you would just reveal yourself to them in a tangible sense. Literally feel your presence tonight. May even smell you. I thank you that you're in this place. I thank you that this is holy ground tonight because you're here. Fill us, Lord, so when the pressure comes on, we represent you well. Mm. Amen. Amen. Feel free to take a seat. Amen. Presence of God is a beautiful thing. Amen. Number two, nature. The nature of God. 
So the Holy Spirit is always present, yeah? You yes. got that? Mm. He's the fullness of God. He's mm. not an it. He's a he. Mm. He, he, he. When you talk about it, it's like an object or a commodity. But the Holy Spirit is he. He is a person mm. that we have relationship with. Mm. And then the nature of God. It's so good to understand the nature of God because I think there's some stuff around this that's not ideal at the moment, eh? True. Some stuff, mm. yeah. So, so not only does he never leave us, the Holy mm. Spirit, he, he never changes. Mm. That's the nature of God. He never changes. He is mm. always the same. Mm. Day in, day out, whenever you go to him, he is always the same. That is a good thing. Yes. One of the things that breeds insecurity in people is when you go to someone and you don't know what they're going to be like or how they're going to respond. Mm. That creates insecurity. Mm. But we know exactly who God, how he responds, what his attributes are, and what his thoughts are toward mm. us, which is mm. an amazing thing, particularly yeah. in the crazy world we're living in right mm. now. Yeah. And um, yeah. Hebrews 13. 8 and 9. Verses right? 8 and 9 says, Jesus, the anointed one, is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't let anyone lead you astray with all sorts of novel and exotic teachings. It is more beautiful to feast on grace and be inwardly strengthened than to be obsessed with dietary rules, which in themselves have no lasting benefit. And James 1.17 says, Every gift... God freely gives us is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the he heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness, and is never subject to change. Beautiful. He never changes. I think we have a propensity for novel and exotic teaching. Yeah. I think we do. I think, you know, like I joke sometimes, I've got magpie DNA. If it sparkles, it's like, I'm here, I'm gone, I'm after it. Mm. But I think we're like that often with teaching. Mm. It's something will tickle our ears and go, oh, that's good, that mm. sounds great, that sounds amazing, that sounds, is that too, what's the old saying? If it's too good to be true, it probably is. I, yeah. saw, I saw a picture, and I feel totally sorry for the guy, uh, no, an article in the paper yesterday of a guy that was scammed out of $300,000, I think it was, inheritance. Wow. So he invested his money because they promised four to 600% return. Wow. You know, if it's too good to be true, it probably wow. is. Probably is. Mm. And, um, but the basics, understanding the basics of who God is, this is why I think a year in Bible college is great for everybody. Mm. Get right. the basics in you, mm. the basics, yes. the, the foundations of yeah. faith. Mm. You can come and go around, but if the foundations are right, you'll never mm. shift. Mm. And it's so important. So the nature of God, he never changes. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. He never changes. Wonderful. And so I think it's wonderful that we know some of his attributes or his um, disposition, mm, who he is, who he is, mm. because he never changes. And mm. Psalms 103.8 tells us that the Lord is compassionate, mm. that he is merciful, that he is slow to anger, and he is filled with unfailing love. Awesome. That's great. That's wonderful. When mm. you go to God, you're going to the God who is compassionate, to the God who is merciful, mm. to the God who is slow to get angry, mm. and the God who is full or filled mm. with unfailing love. Yeah, in Psalms 145, 8 and 9, says, The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. Great. So that we know that God's not, that God doesn't just love, he is love. Yeah? 
You all right with me? You, you got that, eh? That's God, who he is. That's who he is. Mm. God is love. He doesn't just love. Mm. So can I ask you a question tonight with all this talk that's going around the society and the community and everything else at the moment that's conjuring up fear? And it's not just from media and stuff. It's from people that you and I know who should know better. Would God use fear to steer you? No, he won't because he can't because he is a God of love. He's going to draw you. He's going to woo you. He's going to direct you, but he's not going to stir up fear or place fear on you to get a reaction out of you because that's not his nature. And there's people saying things at the moment, and some of them are Christians. Well, is that the right label? I'm not sure. That's just putting fear in people. I go, no, come on, that's, that's not God talking there. That's the devil having a crack trying to... I, um, I was doing some fencing uh, yesterday. Was that yesterday? It was yesterday. Oh, was it the day before? When he, yeah. Anyway, fencing with, with my neighbour. And on our house, you can see where I've done the fencing because it just looks like these bird nests of wire. And slowly it improves to where the neighbour started helping and now it looks like fences. It's quite cool. <laughs> anyway, we went to change a fence post yesterday or the day whenever. And this is how he started the conversation with me. Now, what do you think about this end time stuff? <laughs> so, wow, this is going to be a good one. And I said, wow, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And he goes, yeah, because, see, the, my neighbour, he's, he, he's a great guy. And um, he's in trouble because I'm his neighbour on one side, Mike Trolliver, if you know Mike, guitar players on the other side. And uh, one of the guys that works for him is a pastor from Padaduru. Padaduru. And so God's got his number. Anyway, the guy from um, Patararu. How do you say that? Patararu. I've got the old white boy coming out and I can't do it properly. Anyway, um, uh, the, he had sent him some stuff about the end times. And my neighbour's partner saw it on his phone in the morning and said, oh, you're not into that now as well, are you? <laughs> And he said, no, no. So anyway, he was asking the questions. What do you think about this? What do you think? And I thought, We've, there's a wonderful opportunity here. I could put fear in him, couldn't I? True. You know, I could yeah. just send him to go read the Left Behind series. Yeah. By the time you come out those, you'll hardly be sane. Um, I could go, let's go and study some theology from the late 80s, and that'll literally scare the hell out of you. Um, uh, or... Or I could just say, and I chose to say, you may have done it different, that's all right. But to say, you know, as, as a Christian, I believe that Jesus is coming back. The second coming is going to happen. So that means there is going to be an end. So let's not even worry about that, because every day is a day closer to that. The main issue is that you're walking close with God, that you're good with God. That's the issue. Right. Now, there's other ways of doing that, and I'm not trying to say my ways that was the only right way, but I thought in that moment, I can either put fear in him by stirring this, or I can try and represent a loving God who never changes by answering from love and compassion and relationship. Because, you see, I think merciful, what, what do you feel? What's it feel like to you, the mercy of God? What's it feel like if I ask you that question? Maybe you need to close your eyes for a minute. What's the, what's the mercy of God feel like?
I bet your heart's not racing with fear right now. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the compassion of God toward you feel like? Mm. Man, that's a lovely thought. Yeah. Mm. What's it feel like to know that when God's working with you and you're making a mess of things, which we do, He's slow to anger. Some of us have a a picture in our minds that when we make a mistake, God throws all the toys out of the cot or whips out his big stick. But the Bible doesn't represent God's nature like that. He's slow to anger. And he's filled with unfailing love. What's it feel like when you think, wow, God looks, he's full of unfailing, failing love when he thinks of me he's good to everyone that's an amazing thought these are amazing thoughts because we're dwelling or we're meditating on the nature of God the truth of who the scripture says he is. So yeah. here's another thought to throw in that. When we say wherever, whenever, be like Jesus, what's it feel like when you are showing compassion towards someone? Good question. What's it feel like when you're hanging in there with unfailing love? What's it feel like when you're showing mercy? that person that really ticks you off <laughs> or that person that's got unused you know sometimes it takes a whole lot more courage to say nothing than it does to say what you're really thinking yeah. well I'm just going to get a piece of my mind oh boy I'm glad God doesn't give me a piece of his mind Sometimes it takes more courage. Wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. The darker the world gets, the lighter our bright, brighter our light will shine. Yeah. And how do we want our light to shine? We want it to shine like the nature of Jesus. Yeah. See, this is really simple stuff, eh? But it's just so good to remind us that the more turmoil, the more hopeless people are, hopelessness that people are living in and working in and struggling in, this is our moment. Yeah. This is your moment. Yeah. What's the call of God on your life? This is your moment. Yeah. Shine. Mm. Shine bright. Mm. Be a reflector of yes. Jesus' nature. Mm. Be a carrier, an intentional carrier of the Holy Spirit and of yes. his power mm. and who he is into any situation. Mm. And if you totally stuff it up, just go, sorry, Lord, and start again. Mm. Just do that, mm. and you'll be doing pretty good. Yeah. So Wonderful. Um, I think the... the um, the best example I've got when I think of consistency of nature is, is we, we think of our dog, Tilly. And Till, Tilly's got some attributes that definitely aren't like God. Like quite often she, she certainly doesn't smell naughty. like God. Oh, yeah. but, <laughs> she can be smelly. But, but I'm thinking in particular <laughs> how she welcomes us when we come home. And how she welcomes me. It doesn't matter whether I can be away for 10 minutes, I can be away for 10 hours or 10 days. I get exactly the same welcome from her. She is so consistent. (laughs) I come down toward our front door, she will be there in the window, waiting, watching. 
The second we get close, she starts rubbing her nose and rolling around on the floor, wagging her tail and starts singing. <laughs> She'll come down by the front door next as we come in. She'll come bursting through the front door, say hello, and then she bangs you all the way down the stairs. <laughs> Every time, hey. <laughs> and then you rub her tummy and yeah. then she <laughs> sings again because you're stopping and so she wants more. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I'm not dumbing God down to there. But if a dog can be that consistent in its response to me, how much more is a God Every who never changes? Mm. Someone mm. did point out to me earlier today that God is dog, spelled backwards. Oh, yes. Ooh. Or, or, or dog <laughs> is God. Whoa. That's deep theology right there. No, Man's best friend. No, let's not go there. Too late, I did. <laughs> Thirdly, lastly, in the world, not of the world. Mm. How's this for a thought? You should feel foreign. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm. This world should feel awkward sometimes. Sometimes you should just feel like you don't belong. Sometimes the rulers of this world are going to make decisions that you don't agree with. Because there is another kingdom ruling this world. Mm. And it's not the kingdom that you belong to as a disciple of Jesus. Mm. You belong to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Your citizenship is in heaven. Jesus, mm-hmm. when you gave your life to him, he came in, Holy Spirit inhabited you. He changed your citizenship to mm-hmm. heaven. Mm-hmm. So you're now a foreigner in this world. Yeah. So if everything about this world feels wonderful and just feels embracing and everything else, you probably should ask yourself some questions. Yeah. Where do I belong? If all the decisions that are made in this world are just like, yes, it's the one, perfect. You maybe ask yourself some questions. Hmm, which kingdom am I lining up to? Mm, mm. Because you're not of this kingdom. You are a kingdom, no a, a citizen of Philippians 3.20 says, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are e- eagerly waiting for him to return as our saviour. Yeah, cool. yeah. What, 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12 says, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your un- unbelieving neighbours. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honourable behaviour and they will give honour to God when he judges the world. Temporary residents and foreigners. Mm. Mm. That's you and me. Yeah. We're not made for this world. Mm. We're in this world, mm. but we're not of this world. Mm. Jesus has got a bigger plan for your life. Yeah, you've got to make the most of this world. Get everything you can in the sense of pursuing the call of God and God's mission of your life. Do everything you can to fulfill his purpose on your life in this world. But this isn't what it's all about. No. It's about eternity. Mm-hmm. And eternity's a long time. If I had a bit of string from here to the door, eternity's not even a knot in one end of that string. I mean, sorry, this life isn't even oh, this, a knot yeah. in the end of the string. <laughs> if the string represents eternity, mm. a knot in the end, is, is, it's amazing. Mm. You're made for eternity. You're made mm. for eternity with mm. God. Yeah. You're made to walk in relationship with him forever. That is a mm. cool thing. It's a great mm. thought. Yeah, can I read from John 17? Go for it. From verse 14, Jesus uh, is praying for us here. John 17, verse 14. I have given them your word, 
and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world more than, any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all, that's you, who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Powerful, eh? Mm. Amazing. You know, I get to travel a bit, or I used to in the old days, and, um, and, and when I'm in places like China or India, it's really easy to feel, well, you do, you, you feel like a foreigner because... You know, unless they're kind enough to put a sign in English, you can't read anything. India's not too bad, lots of English signs there, but China particularly, hardly any English signs. So you don't really know. You can be confused. You can get lost. You make mistakes in the culture, innocently, but you'll make mistakes because you don't understand the, the details of, of culture. And you essentially, you know you're a foreigner in the land, but that's our situation. That's all of our situation here on planet Earth. Yeah. As disciples of Jesus, mm. we're foreigners in this land. I personally find that a great thought. Mm. So yeah. as foreigners in the land, let's go right back to where we started. We're in a battle. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, we know who, who won the battle? Jesus. Jesus won. Spoiler alert. Jesus won already. We're just working that out. So, so Jesus has won the battle, and what are we told to do? We're told to walk through this world as foreigners in such a way that we stand firm. Come on. And how do we do that? It's not a trick question. He's given us clothes to wear. He's given us armor to put on, spiritual armor, because the battle is spiritual. What does Ephesians tell us? The battle is not flesh and blood. It's not against a person. It's a spiritual battle that we're engaged in. This battle that we talked about at the very start that primarily will attack your, you and your mind first mm. is a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. Mm. Yeah. Your physical body is not going to last forever, but your spirit will. Mm, and right. it's a spiritual battle. It's a mm. battle for your spirit, for the essence yeah. of who you are. Mm. And so we're commanded to put on the armor of God. And I'm not sure that we get fully dressed in the morning. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think we wander out of the, the house and we're half dressed. I don't know how many of us would do that purposely in the natural. I have seen some pyjamas in the supermarket. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but how many of us, 
You know, what, what did you put on for shoes today? Don't look down at your Nikes. Because that's not what I'm talking about. What shoes are you wearing? Do, we, do, do you know the shoes that we should be wearing? Gospel of peace. We, we're told to put on the gospel of peace, shoes. That are the gospel of peace. 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 How should we respond? Peace. Uh, put on the chest plate or the of righteousness. Breastplate. Breastplate of righteous living. In other words, living right, living accord, according to the ways of God. He makes us righteous. We can never live up to, to the standard, but we still apply ourselves to living righteously. Mm. And, and we put, what happens if you've got the breastplate, if you haven't got it on? You're wide open to an attack of the enemy. Yeah. And what's open? Your vital organs are open. Wow. So in other words, if you're going to live according to the patterns of this world, instead of the righteous patterns of God, you are wide open to an attack from the devil. True. So when someone says to you, man, you probably shouldn't live like that as a Christian. You probably shouldn't talk like that as a Christian. Depending on how it's delivered, you could go, well, the legalists are telling me what I can. No, no, maybe, maybe they're just out for your protection, going, Grace. the word of God says if you live according to his ways, Grace. you're protected. Mm. Yeah, good. And, and that's what's important. Mm. You're, you're protected. Mm. There is a shield of faith. Faith. There's a sword of the Spirit. And there's a belt of truth. Did I miss any? Helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. Weapons that we've been given to stand firm. Yeah. Stand firm. Mm. Because God's desire is that you get through. Mm. Not only that you get through, that you stand through, mm. that you thrive yes. through. Because yeah. he's got purpose, he's got plans, mm. and they're wonderful yeah. for your world. Yeah, I think it's so important that we remind ourselves of what we can put on. What we, you know, he's given those those weapons to us, or the the protector to us. He's given us the righteousness. He's given us salvation. He's yeah. given us peace. He's given the the sword of the spirit. He's given all of that to us. The shield of faith. He gives that to us, and sometimes we can forget. Yeah. That we've got it. But we need to remind ourselves, no, come on. Faith is mine. I get to stand firm in faith. I get to stand firm with peace. I get to do that. And so to remind ourselves over and over and over so that we will stand firm, so that we will be protected as well. Fantastic. Mm. That's great. So none of that is complex. It's basic truths mm. of the gospel, but it's stuff we've got to remind ourselves yeah. of. Mm, so you know, important. We've got to remind ourselves, otherwise mm. we get sucked into the the patterns of the mm. world. We start to believe the lies that the mm. devil will constantly mm. filter our way. Yeah. Because John ten ten, one of my favourite verses: the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Doesn't matter which way you package it. All the devil wants to do is destroy your world. It's mm. all he wants to do. Not only your world, he wants to destroy you. Yeah. He's got an absolute hate for you. Mm. Why? Because you're created in the image of God. That's right. So he hates you. Absolutely hates you. But Jesus come that you would have life and you would have life abundantly. Come on. That, that's the side we're holding on to. Yes. And he gives us the tools how to that's do that. That's right. So I reckon yes. in summary, there's a couple of things. Number one, get into his presence. Mm. Just get into his presence. Mm. You know, worship. Take yes. some time. 
mm. push into his presence. Yes. Don't just rush through grace or whatever. Push into his presence. Mm. Get into his presence. Mm. Number two, remind yourself, learn, um, land in your spirit the truth that he never changes. Mm. He never changes. The fact that he never changes gives me incredible confidence. I'm quite capable of getting it wrong still. But it gives me incredible confidence mm. that he never changes. Mm. That's wonderful. And, and thirdly, we are foreigners passing through. We are in a spiritual battle. Don't be naive to the battle. No. Don't walk out tonight and go, well, that was interesting, and, and forget that you're in a battle. You don't need to obsess that you're in a battle either because you're the victor. But I mean, the, not the, yeah, victor. Um, but you're in a battle. Yeah. Be aware of it. Mm. Be aware of it. Mm. So, can we apply this, apply this a couple of ways as we finish? No, God, push in. It doesn't just happen. Push in. When you're reading the scriptures, ask him. Is this, when you're reading the scriptures, ask him to show you himself and show you his nature. Don't just read words on a page and go, I did my little bit. Sometimes, you know, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Mm. You might be better to read a verse and really let it get into you mm. than to try and read a chapter and just be chasing yourself to get to the end of it. Mm. Know God. Yeah. Because he wants you to know him. Mm. He's not hiding from you. Mm. So push into him, pursue him. And then secondly, out of knowing him, embrace who you are. Right. You are a daughter or a son of the king of all kings. Yeah. Not just the king. The king of all kings. Come on. You are. Mm, that's right. That's an amazing thought. Mm. Who? Me? Yes, you. Mm. Of the king of all the kings. Mm. That, that's an amazing thought. Mm. And embrace your assignment. Yeah. Your assignment from heaven is unique to you. Mm. I remember Reinhard Bonnke, I think it was, in his autobiography, probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest evangelist the world's ever known, seen something like 70 million people come to Christ. 85 million. I was only 15 out. <laughs> 15 million out. And, and I know when God called him clearly, God put the pressure on him to say yes. But I think, you might be able to know the details, Jay. I think the Holy Spirit said to him, you're the third or the fifth person or something I've asked to do this. And everyone else has said no. Don't be that person that says no. Be the person who says yes. Imagine that. You get to heaven and the Lord goes, how did you do? And you go, well, I had a good life. He goes, you know, I, I destined for you to see 85 million people come to Christ. And you said no. Blow. That is a bad day. But he still Done. loves me. He still does. But you ripped yourself <laughs> off by you. saying no. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. Could have walked in this incredible destiny that he has, but mm. you know, we hold back for whatever reason. Mm. But I think we hold back primarily because we're trying to live in the here and now. Mm. Not we are foreigners passing through this mm. world. Mm. Boy, I'd love to see all the mail over each of your lives. The, the heaven mail, you know, H mail, yeah. <laughs> H mail, yeah, that's good, H mail. 
what God's saying, what God's calling out of you, what God's destined for you, mm. what God's plans and purposes are for your life. That's if only great. you would go reply, yeah, let's do that. Maybe we should ask him that this week. Maybe we should. Mm. Maybe we should. You want to stand up for a minute? Holy Spirit, again, I thank you that you're in this place. And tonight I release a wonderful sense of your strength over every person. Lord, Jen and I have enjoyed having a conversation tonight. And it could simply be that. But I really believe by faith tonight that you're planting seeds of destiny in people. Yeah. That you're calling greatness out of people. Mm that you're repositioning us for kingdom purpose and for eternity. And I ask that the truth of your word and the truth of who you are and the truth of our position would be well planted in people tonight and every person. In fact, Lord, I ask that it would trouble people tonight at two o'clock in the morning. that we'd open our eyes and we'd see pictures of what you're saying to us. That we'd see someone and that the mercy of God would rise up in us and we'd just need to do something. Or your compassion. Or your kindness. Or your love. Father, that would be the church would be your church. Yes. And I give you thanks that you call each one of us. Yes.